Welcome to the Marietta First United Methodist Church Podcast. Marietta First is a community of disciples dedicated to living and serving faithfully our local community of Marietta, Georgia, and around the world. We are glad you're here. It is our prayer that this podcast offers you hope and grace on your own journey of faith. standing for the reading of our scripture lesson this day, coming from Jeremiah. I'm in the eighth chapter, beginning with the 18th verse. May these words fall afresh on all of us this day. My joy is gone. Grief is upon me. My heart is sick. Hark, the cry of my poor people from afar and wide in the land. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is her king not in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their images, with their foreign idols? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of my people, I am hurt. I mourn, and dismay has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then has the health of my poor people not been restored? Oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears, so that I might weep day and night for the slain of my poor people. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? God of the mountains, and God of the valleys, and God of the spaces in between. We have received your word for our lives this day, a word of challenge, and we hope a word that draws us close to you again, and most of all, that it may be our transformation that we need this day. We pray these things in Christ's holy name, and all God's people say, amen. Last week, in our series about Jeremiah, as Pastor Julie preached, she talked about the heights, the heights of hope that were prophesied toward the end of Jeremiah, and we enjoyed that, didn't we? At the end, even saying amen together as we heard that proclamation for us. And today, if you listen closely to the scripture, it sounded like we were in the deepest valleys of despair the deepest, darkest parts of life that we find here. And so we heard last week these heights of hope, and this week what feels like these darkest valleys of despair. And we know for most of our lives, we live somewhere between those two places, the spaces in between, those high moments of hope and those dark valley moments. And yet we often just find ourselves somewhere in between, hoping for more of the hope. But if we're honest, we also know of those dark valley moments. Amen? But with every scripture that is proclaimed and a part of our services, it must come with nuance and it always has purpose for our lives, even when it seems heavy like today's. My goodness, 
I've been going around as coming up to this Sunday as I've gone in and out of meetings with different staff members, and at parts I would just read from the beginning, my joy is gone, grief is upon me. Somewhat of a joke in some ways, trying to prepare for this Sunday, knowing of the despair that is here, the heaviness is here, but that we all have experienced some moment like that in our lives. But it has nuance. It has purpose for us this day. As I was thinking about the sermon and reading the scripture over and over again, there is a story, a personal story, that kept coming to my mind. Now, let me be honest, if I was a good daughter or a good sister, I probably should have asked permission if I could share this story, but I did not. The best part is, is that my parents are sitting in the congregation today, and they've already heard this sermon once. They didn't seem too mad at me, but we'll see after this service how it goes. I also, because my brother, my older brother, is really the will say the star of this story. I sent him a message because I had not heard from him as I checked my phone between services, and I sent him a message. I said, you should tune into the sermon today. You're the star of the, the story I tell. He said, I'll get to it, <laughs> like a good brother. When my brother was 12 or 13 or maybe 14, our whole family, all four of us, were in a um, common space within the, our house. And this tense moment happened in the, in the moment, and, and my brother said something to my mother. And friends, it was bad. It was real, real bad what he said. And in that moment, because you knew it was so bad, we all were paying attention, and it was completely silent, but yet we were all making eye contact with one another. It was bad. It was real, real bad. And I knew that it was bad because my dad was the first one to speak in the situation. And my dad looks at my brother and goes, what did you say? My brother, being 12, 13, maybe 14, had the gall to repeat what he had just said about my mom. Now, here's what happened in that moment. It clicked for my brother that he had really, 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 really messed up. And so, Without saying anything else, my brother starts making a beeline for the front door of our house. And before we know what's happening, my dad is right behind him, headed to the door as well. And so, of course, my mom, knowing that we needed to follow along, started to make our way to the front door as well. And before my mom and I could even get to the front door, we realized that my brother had gone from a walk to a speed walk to a trot to a full run out the front door, through the front part of the yard, all the way around the house to the very bottom corner of the house with my dad going after him. Here is my brother running from the corner to the other corner to the back corner and my dad going after him and my mom and I just watching what is happening. And before we know it, my brother 
has started making his way up a very large tree in the corner of our yard. <laughs> See, my brother realized how bad it truly was. Not only did he realize how bad it was with what he had said to my mom, but he realized how mad my dad was and that my dad had started going after him and that he knew that my dad could probably run with him and keep up, but he probably knew that my dad couldn't make it up that tree too. And there they were, my brother making his way up that tree to sit on a limb and my dad at the bottom of it and my mom and I just gazing upon the situation. Now, are any of y'all younger siblings out here in the crowd? When people ask me about my brother and I, I always respond that I am the good child. Now, here's the reason why I say that. It's because if you are a younger child like me, I'm guessing that you learn very quickly what not to do by watching your older sibling. Brothers and sisters, this was one of those very, very important moments in my training as a child that this is something that I was not supposed to do. And there, as my mom and I just watched, my brother sitting on the limb of that tree, in that tree looking down at my dad, and my dad down below him, and my dad talking in such a voice that I knew he was extra mad at this point because we could not hear him. It was not that yell, it was that lower tone of mad. You parents, you know what I'm talking about. I had a preacher growing up, Preacher Peggy, and she would often tell stories in her sermons. And as she was telling them, she would then say, we're going to put that right up here. Friends, I want you all to take that story that I've just told, and I want you to just put it right up there for a little bit. As I was thinking about what the prophet Jeremiah is saying to us today, I kept coming back to our founder of Methodism, John Wesley. Now, one of the little-known facts that people uh, find surprising about John Wesley is he wrote so much, but his most published and most widely sold uh, writing was not religious. It was not a collection of sermons or some commentary on Scripture, but the thing that John Wesley published that was most widely sold was called The Primitive Physic. It was a collection of home remedies that people could have in their house when they were not feeling well, when illness was upon them, and he had collected all of these ways from the home that you could begin to feel better. And people latched onto this because they found it so helpful, and it is still sold to this day and has had 32 additions to it since his original, the primitive physics. And this idea of wellness and wholeness became very prominent for John Wesley, not only in this way of talking about the mind and the body, but this imagery of wholeness and wellness became something that was so formative in his understanding of theology and in his relationship with Jesus that this idea of wholeness and wellness went long beyond the primitive physic to more so talk not only about the mind and body, but he began to talk about the heart and the soul and its wholeness and its wellness. And as he started to talk about this, when he would share about it, he would draw people's attentions to understanding Jesus in this way as the great physician. 
specifically talking about being the great physician of the soul, that our wellness, that our wholeness was the mind, the body, the heart, and the soul, the great physician. As we draw into this text of Jeremiah, we find Jeremiah here talking about a balm in Gilead and about a physician for his people because they are hurting. But the things that lead up to that are this dialogue, this conversation that is happening, not only between the people of Judah and Jeremiah, but also God. Jeremiah is brokenhearted. He is down in the dumps. It is full of despair and sorrow at this moment because the people that he has been sent to help prophesy to and to help lead have turned away and gone astray, and they are doing everything but what they are supposed to be doing. And he is lost himself. He is lost, and the people are lost, and God comes into the midst of this mourning himself and saying, why have they provoked me to anger with their images, with their foreign idols? And this scripture has this conversation happening, this dialogue between the people and Jeremiah and God. And the people have gone astray. They have not kept the covenant that God gave through Moses. They are failing to come back to God. And Jeremiah is heartbroken in the midst of this. He is lost himself, not knowing how to guide or help the people. And he's trying to listen to God. And he's trying to listen to the people. And he finds himself stuck in between all of this. And his heart is crying out for the people that he has come to love. His heart is crying out, trying to figure out what to do next. And how for them all to draw near to God again. Even to the point, brothers and sisters, of him saying, if my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. It is one of those darkest valley moments that we see here in the scripture, these dark valley moments of despair and sorrow. And if we are honest with ourselves, we know those moments well too. Amen. We know those moments of high hope, and we know these moments that Jeremiah is speaking of that are the valleys of despair, that we live most of our life somewhere in between those two. And all Jeremiah wants for the people, all he wants is for them to come back and to be in the presence of God again, to come back draw near to the God who loves them, is in the giver of grace. I want you to take that story back off the shelf and bring it back into focus for a minute. Here is my brother up in the tree, if you remembered, where he had done something very, very, very bad. And my dad, standing at the base of it, trying to talk my brother down at this point to come out of this. And my mom, my mom standing near the front door of the house trying to comfort everybody in the situation and bring them back into the house. 
And then there's me, who's already gone back in the house and is looking through the window to see how all of this transpires. My brother up in the tree, my dad down at the base of it, and my mom near the front door of the home. It is like our scripture this day. The people, the people have found themselves up in the tree, friends, having done something very bad, having run away from God, having turned away from God, and there, there is Jeremiah at the base of the tree trying to talk them down out of it and remind them of the God who loves them, and there is God back by the house by the front door, trying to be the one of comfort and allow them to know they are all welcome back to come into his presence. Do you see it? And maybe, maybe today it is our story too. Maybe it is the prophecy for us as well. Maybe we feel like we are up in the tree. Amen? We have run away. We have gone astray. We have broken the covenant. We feel like we've done something too bad. And God cannot love us anymore. And here is Jeremiah with his heart broken, telling us today that it is the God who will bring the balm to us, who will bring the great physician to us, and will mend not only our bodies and our minds, but our hearts and our souls this day. And we are welcome to finally come down out of the tree and come back to the front door and be welcomed into the presence of God. Maybe, just maybe it is your story this day as well. That you have found yourself up in a tree. And you do not feel worthy or you feel like you've done too much or been too bad or you've gone away too long or you feel so astray or you feel that the distance between you and God is too much. Jeremiah has come to prophesy to us today, reminding us of a God who loves us and welcomes us always back into his presence, giving us a balm that heals us and providing us the great physician in Jesus Christ so that it is not only our bodies, do you hear that? It is not only our bodies that find healing, but our souls and our hearts this day. And like my mother, just standing at the front of the house, trying to get everybody to come back in. God is standing there trying to welcome you back into the holy presence, to the arms of grace this day. So that it's no longer just the valley of despair that you feel that you are living in. The valley of despair that you may feel that you are living in that it is working again toward the heights of hope that we heard last week and the life that is offered to us in between where God is always, always, always present for us. If there is any laboring that you do this weekend, if there is any laboring that you do this weekend, maybe it May it be the work of coming down out of the tree. 
coming down out of the tree and knowing that the loving presence of God will greet you this day. The forgiveness of God will greet you this day. The grace of God that is never ending will greet you this day and welcome you home. If there is any laboring to be done, may it be that, so that we know of the balm that is offered to us this day, that we know of the great physician in Jesus Christ that comes into our lives and offers healing that is not just of the body and of the mind, but that is of the heart and the soul as well. May we come down out of our trees. May we hear the words of Jeremiah. And may we know that God is welcoming us home this day. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the creator, redeemer, and sustainer of our lives. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to the Marietta First United Methodist Church Podcast. For more information about Marietta First United Methodist Church, we invite you to connect with us online at mariettafumc.org or on Facebook at Marietta FUMC.